Welcome back to A People's History of the Old Republic. Uh, this time we have a special hiatus episode. Um, I don't remember the episode number, um, but we are interviewing uh, Brian Quimby, who um, has a number of things he does. He does uh, the Street Fight Radio podcast um, and the POD cast, and he is a new viewer to Star Wars and... Um, I always find it interesting to talk to people who um, watched the Star Wars movies for the first time uh, as adults, because uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting opinions there, and it doesn't get mucked up with nostalgia like it does for the rest of us. Because, you know, you could tell me anything you wanted about Empire, but it's always going to be the best one to me. So, you know, that that's just. Um, you know, that's just how it is. So, uh, yeah, uh, Brian, um, if I, if I messed up any of your stuff, I'm sorry. Uh, thanks for coming on to the show. You didn't mess anything up. You did great. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. My dad loved star Wars when I was a kid, mm -hmm. which is probably why I didn't watch star Wars until I was 41. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. That's, that's exactly, you're giving me a, uh, you know, a, a view into the future for my daughter, you know, I'm going to be like, Hey, let's watch this. She's going to be like, no, you no, you're fucking lame. Leave me alone. Yeah. I mean, my kid was so disappointed in me while I was watching it. And I was Aww. just like, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Cause she's 15. My daughter's 15. Yeah. She was just calling me a nerd. And I was just like, whatever. Yeah, I'm a nerd. So who cares, you know, <laughs> but uh, she, she was disappointed in you for watching them or. I had or, told her I, I, I'm going to offend everybody that listens to the show. I had told her fearful. in the past that Star Wars was nerd shit. Mm -hmm. And like uh, that, yep. that was just what I said. And it wasn't mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to be hurtful to people or anything like that. I was just explaining how I always saw it. Yeah. And then so when I was watching it, she was just like, I thought this was nerd shit. And I was like, <laughs> okay, you got a good point there. I mean, you're you're right about this one. I I I am going back on it because I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um <laughs> it's it's a big deal to uh uh to a lot of people. And um no, that's uh, you know, that's funny. Like sometimes it's good to realize that uh that you were wrong about something. I, it happens to me all the time, honestly. So, yeah, uh, it seems like it would be like really hard. I, I, uh, Brett's watching it right now. Who's my partner on street fight. And like, mm -hmm. I, I, I've been taught my, my younger brother never saw it either. I think anything our dad liked, we were like, ugh, you know, ugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want anything to Under, do with it. Understandable. Yeah. Didn't listen to Pink Floyd till I was 30. I was like, I'm not going to listen to this shit. <laughs> it was, that was the first time you got high, too. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I got high. <laughs> well, because my father didn't get high. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Okay. I see. I see how I see how it is now. I got you. Well, I mean, now I understand why you enjoy the Star Wars movies so much because they're all about killing your dad. So, um, yeah. That's true. It's the same thing for me. So, you know, there you go. It's, <laughs> we're all in the same boat. Um, yeah, so, well, why, so um, what finally brought Kelsey. you around to uh, 
to watching them now, was it just quarantine madness? Was there something else that did it? It was time. What it was, was like <laughs> me and my wife watched, we caught up on better call Saul. And like, I I've had like really bad attention spans with TV shows lately where Same. I'll watch like four or five or six episodes and then be like, I don't like this anymore. I get it. I, I get the point and I just move on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I felt like Star Wars was nine movies. So I'm yeah. not at some, like, I can just, I can watch nine movies. That's nothing. I've seen all the Marvel movies. I think I can sit down <laughs> and watch nine movies. And it would be almost like having a TV series to watch that I wouldn't get tired of, you know? And, and, mm -hmm. and, and, um, I, I, something that had, so, did either of you watch Lost? Yes. Did you watch it while it was airing? Yes. Okay, so I didn't. Mm -hmm. But on the day of the finale, I watched the first episode on Netflix. And I watched the whole <laughs> series in like a month and a half. Yeah, I can see that. Then I did it again. <laughs> And I've considered doing it again. It's like one of my favorite TV shows ever. Mm -hmm. And people hate that show because they sat mm -hmm. for, you know, however many years it was on the air and they waited for uh, uh, ends, like loose ends to be tied up and stuff like that. And when you don't have that kind of uh, time investment in something, you can really enjoy something. Enjoy it. So I kind of felt like if I watch Star Wars now after they made all of them, mm -hmm. then like I'm going to get a, a reasonable amount of joy that a lot of people don't get because they were like, I mean, I, I can't imagine what it was like waiting all those years for the next like movie to come out, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. That's really interesting. I've never thought about it like that, to be honest. Um, yeah, it, it was really weird because before the prequels, it was just like, I mean, like, obviously, Star Wars is the biggest fucking thing in the world. Now it's worth a billion, you know, eight, whatever, however many billion dollars. Um, but like, it, it's um, like before the prequels came out, especially in like the mid nineties, like it really was just something that, that, that like, that like nerdy kids who like really liked shitty sci-fi books read. And, you know, uh, occasionally a couple of them were pretty good, but that, you know, but that's what it was. And then after the prequels, it, you know, became this whole big, like franchise thing. And yeah, I've, I've never really thought about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm having this uh, kind of weird realization while we're recording. So yeah, that makes for I good, mean, uh, and good there's talk. books that explain yeah. the world. I was talking to Brett about because Brett was very into the first or the th first three, yeah. like uh, uh, fuck what uh, a New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return mm -hmm. of the Jedi. Like Brett loved those, mm -hmm. and uh, we and my brother, my older brother has watched everything. He's watched the Clone mm -hmm. Wars like three times. He's read all the books. Mm -hmm. He keeps he keeps telling me to watch the Clone Wars and Rebels so that I can understand yeah. Star Wars more. Yeah. I mean, okay, so like I'll say I'll say this, like th this is my spiel on both of them. If you like Star Wars, 
they are both very fun and very enjoyable so long as you accept them for what they are because they are 100% kid shows. Like, obviously, they, like, move into, you know, territory where it's, you know, it's obviously based on real life or, you know, stuff that's very emotional, but they, they are kids shows. So, like, all the Clone Wars episodes start out with, like, like a little truism or something, you know, like... Uh, there are heroes on know. both sides. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like, like sh- shit like that. And it's like, um, you know... As long as you remember, like it's a kid's show and, you know, the, you know, they're, 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 they're great and they're enjoyable to me anyway. And and I think Kelsey likes them as well. I mean, one of the things, right, with Star Wars is that there was so, there's so much of it. And like, what's weird now, I imagine coming to it is that what you have is a complete nine movies, but there's two separate like eras of people like, well, I guess we have these books and we're going to make some games and we're going to see what else there is to like fill in the gaps like i think part of the reason the star wars holiday special ended up as this weird like canonized nerd totem is because it was such a strange thing that was like more star wars when there was very little film <laughs> star wars um but when you have like oh well here are nine movies i can watch in a week in a row that's a whole different approach to it there's no like well i wonder what about this? And then you'll go in with like, you know, decades of expectation. Or time to think, right? Like time to, mm-hmm. I didn't have like a whole bunch of time to like, think about, I, I was, I, I'll say this. I was very shocked that that like there were answers to the questions that, that just weird nitpicky questions that I had where I said, why don't the fucking uh, blasters just burn a hole through you <laughs> like a laser? <laughs> and my brother and Brett, who who I do street fight with, were both like, oh, that's because and they explained. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what they said, but they yeah. explained it to me. And I was like, holy shit. Or. I I was like talking about how uh, I like Kylo Ren's mm-hmm. uh, lightsaber because it looks because you have uh, good taste. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it looks like it's like on fire. It's it's yes. like a little more crackly than the other ones. It's not straight. And my brother told me there's like a reason for that. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I just thought it was an aesthetic choice to make him look more evil. <laughs> well, I. I mean, I'm sure it was, and it was a good choice. So usually, I mean, for the most part, usually what they do is, you know, like they just backfill all that stuff. So like they will write the movie out. And in this case, I guess it was J.J. Abrams or, you know, whoever was doing the design for that said, you know, we like the cool crackling design. It, it you know, sets him apart from, you know, other villains and others in this in the series and then people like um, Pablo Hidalgo um, and uh, Dave Filoni come in and they like flesh it out in like reference books or like in the cartoons. And and, to, and it's funny that you mentioned that because Filoni fleshed out those type of lightsabers a little bit in Rebels. Um, you see a really, really, really old one like thousands of year old one um in rebels and then uh pablo hidalgo wrote about them in like a reference books and 
they put all that together and that's how you have all the backstory on like, yeah, he's got the cracked lightsaber crystal and he had to build the two vents to vent the heat. And I mean, yeah, it's a dumb sci-fi explanation, but I mean, what the fuck, you know, what the fuck do you want? It's, it's star Wars. What do you, but you know, I, I, don't... I feel like that is so like, it's such a rich, like history of a thing that you don't see very often in entertainment. Like, like, uh, the, I guess the Marvel movies are the closest we get, but star Wars is so much tighter than the Marvel. It's like a, it, mm-hmm. it, like the movies. If, if I had to sit down and watch all the Marvel movies again, I would want to die. Like I would hate <laughs> Yes, that would be yeah. miserable. But there's nine Star Wars movies, and I probably will watch them again because I got a lot of fucking joy out of wa- I got joy out of watching those movies. I thought they were great. They yeah. were so much fun to watch. The prequels were uh, like a lot of a lot of fun. Like I yeah. really enjoyed the prequels, and people were like, and I knew people were down on the prequels or whatever. But, yeah. like, when I was watching them, I was like, well, I, I didn't wait, like, a bunch of years between mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace that I care that much what the movies look like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, I mean, I think I think we talked about it on the show before, but I've definitely talked about it on Twitter. Like, I personally, I mean, like, I personally don't like uh, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. I don't, they're just... They're whatever, you know, but I also understand that when Attack of the or when Phantom Menace came out, I was like 15 or 16 years old. Like that was the absolute wrong time for me to see that movie. Like if I'd been a few years younger, it would have, you know, it probably could have been like, yeah, that's cool or, you know, whatever. And then I saw the Attack of the Clones a couple years later and I was just like, I was like, you know, 18 or 19. I was like, oh God, this, you know. And so I didn't see them at the right time. And now like revisiting revisiting them, like as an adult, I can like, I can like take a step back and I can be like, okay, yeah, like I, I get why people like these. Like I, I still personally don't like the first two, but you know, like I, I get it. Like I understand why people think they're fun, you know, and all that sort of, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Well, I also think I, without the weight of expectation, right. You go into it and it's like, Oh, here's something that I can watch after seeing, after having spent maybe eight hours thinking about star Wars, right? Like that's about the runtime of the first three. And then you're like, okay, Sure, I'll throw on something more. And then instead of like having, you know, uh, hundreds of hours over years, you're getting like, well, what what could happen? What could happen? What was that Clone War like? Like there's, I think there's something to it to just like being able to plunge in. Um, and we got a little bit of that. We did, um, my wife and I did like a rewatch before uh, Rise of the Rise of Skywalker came out this year. So we like, over a few weeks, not so much over all in one quick stretch, but we did it over a few weeks. We got to like catch up. And I think they do work better sort of digesting one after another, especially the prequels have that kind of flow. And that's like what the Clone Wars does is in its in show is it like spills in that space particularly well. But was there anything like um, about like the, the prequels that you were like stunned that like, oh, wait, this is like genuinely good. Or like, this is something that I was, uh, I, I, you only like absorbed through osmosis in the culture, like some benign hate for it or something. 
Right. Well, I watched them in chronological order. So the prequels were my first uh, were my first experience with Star Wars. So like that is that is amazing. That is wild. Yeah. I'm not I'm not kidding. That's amazing. Like I I can't even like I literally cannot imagine that. I mean, I know it's silly. Like, yeah, it's Star Wars. Like, I get it. It's silly, you know, on on a on a level. But at the same time, like my parents literally named me after a fucking character in the movies. Like I it, it's it's like it's been something I've like I've remembered and I've enjoyed since I was a kid. I've been thinking about since like I was like four or five or, you know, however old. And I mean, like, I just, I can't imagine like you just, like you just come in and you're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to watch. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, that's, that's really cool. Like you don't get, um, you don't get perspectives like that a lot of times because I mean, you know, a lot of times you just see, like you see movies as like a kid or whatever. And, you know, so like, well, then you've already formed an opinion on it. You know, if you've already seen them, you know, if you, you know. Yeah. The Phantom Menace, I, I actually, when I watched the Phantom Menace, I sort of, so what happened was like, I, I felt like, and I don't know if this is true or anything. I'm just, but I felt like the Phantom Menace was supposed to be a kid's movie. Like that movie oh, was is. made to be for it, children yes. because the main character yes. is a child. Uh, Anakin mm-hmm. Skywalker is a child. And then I felt like Attack of the Clones was kind of made to be a teen movie. The guy's a teenager. Mm-hmm. He's following. He's They're following, uh, falling in love and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. So part. So Attack of the Clones felt like a movie that was made for teenagers. And then it grew up a little bit in Revenge of the Sith when he turned into Darth Vader. And Revenge of the Sith is my favorite Star Wars movie. I fucking loved that movie. <laughs> that is awesome. It is I, a good Luke take. <laughs> I love Revenge of the Sith. And like, it, it's like people think it's people think it's the weirdest thing that, that like I just unambiguously enjoy revenge of the Sith because like, it's not like people who've been fans for a long time. A a lot of them don't tend to like the prequels. And, but like, even when I first saw revenge of the Sith, I was like, okay, like this is a star Wars movie to me. This is, I don't like, maybe it was a combination of nostalgia and like it being more like, as you said, an adult uh, type movie or something like that. It's a little bit darker, edgy or whatever, or maybe it's because I've been waiting to see um, Obi-Wan chop that dude up on the side of a volcano for like 20 some odd years. I don't know, but I fucking loved it. You know, when I first saw it and yeah, that's awesome. Like, I'm not even kidding. That's, that's great. So what, what was your, what was your ranking of, of the, of the, of the movies? After you saw him. Okay, so uh I like Revenge of the Sith was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then uh my my second favorite was The Last Jedi. Like mm-hmm. I loved that movie a lot, which also was just expecting not to like because yeah. I had seen there is like a lot of negativity about that movie you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> if I yeah just... i mean we did we did a segment we did a segment on the show a few episodes back comparing um 
comparing comparing uh, uh an old star wars video game to the last jedi and and doing so favorably and like i kept feeling like i had to um hedge everything on it because like i i don't care if people like complain about it but i just don't want to hear like i just don't want to hear all the complaints i really i love i love the last jedi i mean i think it has some issues but like i still loved it like regardless but so like yeah no i i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> Well, I'm susceptible to that too. Or like somebody will say something sucks, and then I'll watch it going into it and being like, "This thing fucking sucks." You know, I don't know why oh, yeah. I'm like that, but I I just am. You know, I quit going to the movie theater. I don't like going to the movie theaters with people. I like going alone huh. because okay. when I go alone, nobody can le- be like this. This sucks when I leave, you know, like yeah, and ruin yeah. the experience that I just had. You know, I I, yeah. I I saw Inglorious Bastards with a bunch of friends, and one of my friends got super drunk at the theater and couldn't pay <laughs> attention to the movie. And then after it was over, he was like, "That movie, that movie fucking sucked," and it like made me <laughs> mad. <laughs> and then. The- <laughs> the next time it happened, I saw the Avengers and this guy for some reason wanted to go with me. I like barely knew him. I I think it was re- it was kind of very early on in Street Fight becoming a thing. Yeah. And he's yeah. like a promoter guy. So I think like he just wanted he wanted to hang out with me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh I was like, okay, uh I'll go ahead and uh I'll get you a ticket. We'll we'll, we'll go see this fucking movie. And then right before the final battle, he whispered in my ear, like, this movie's fucking boring. And he hadn't seen any of the other movies or anything. And I was, like, all tied up into it. So I go to the movies by myself anyway. I would rather watch a movie (laughs) by myself because I'm so susceptible to people being able to influence my opinion on stuff. And um, The Last Jedi was great. Like, Like, a really good... That movie was so interesting, and I thought like really well done. I did not like them running out of gas in space <laughs> because I just felt like that yeah. wasn't the type of thing that had been happening ever in the movies. They, they it just it felt very much like not a Star Wars thing to run out of it, gas. <laughs> it was, I mean, it 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 happens. Like, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things. Like. Uh, the last Jedi, I think, pulled a lot. Uh, uh, pulled a lot from like other sources out outside of the movies, um, and like I think how 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 well that went over with you, um, you know, tends to influence like your your opinion of it. But yeah, yeah, I could see what you're saying. It it just seems, yeah, it doesn't seem like a very Star Warsy thing to just uh, have to have to stop one of the things too is that it pulls it right it pulls the we can't go to hyperspace thing from empire strikes back but in empire it's just the millennium falcon so it's like one thing it's not like two big fleets in a very slow-mo chase and then Mm -hmm. the other thing it does that's different is in empire they still have like their weird little adventure in the asteroid and in the worm thing so they're still like the ship is still doing Mm -hmm. things so even though it's like out of hyperfuel or whatever, it still feels like it's something that's happening that it's like moving forward. Um, but yeah, like ships running out of gas, um, not not normally what the space opera does. Um, I have to ask. So you said you saw the nine movies. Did you see either um, Rogue One or Solo? 
Okay, I see. I have seen them for some fucking reason. Before I decided to watch Star Wars, I did see those movies in the theaters <laughs> for some reason. That is awesome. People that loved is... Rogue One. People loved Rogue One, and and honestly, uh, I had always heard Han Solo was very cool. So I was like, <laughs> oh, it's, um, it's just about Han Solo. I'll see that. You know, I just don't want anything else. But I saw I hated that and you were like, wow, this guy's a giant nerd. Like, Yeah, I hated that movie. I thought that movie was (laughs) ugly, but I did Uh, at the time I liked Rogue One. I kind of wish I would have watched it in between Revenge of the Sith and episode four. I think I would have got so much out of that. But my my third favorite was Empire Strikes Back. I, okay. I dug that one. It was it, it was like a, a darker little thing there. Uh, yeah. It, it, but the thing is also the end of that movie does not end on the darkest note. You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, there are, everybody's kind of together except for Han Solo, but they're all standing <laughs> there together. You know, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. I felt good at the end still. And mm-hmm. uh, I liked the 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 reveal of Darth Vader being Luke's dad, even though I already knew that because I had already seen Luke born or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You knew all this stuff. That's the other thing. You're like, I saw that coming. You didn't get me George Lucas, (laughs) not this stuff. So I liked a new hope. I liked Mm -hmm. a new hope after that, but I did have some, like there were some, I, I was honestly kind of confused by like, how it became the big hit that it was because <laughs> no, it is I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. Like I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but no, God, it feels like there is it's, so much going on. Boring. Well, there's just a bunch that's not explained. Like we don't even know how we got anywhere. We don't know like the Empire just in 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 that episode in episode four just seems evil because they're evil like they were guys that were born evil and they're just doing evil stuff but (laughs) i had just watched how they got to that point and i was like i fucking know why they're evil but i I tried to think in my mind like what it must have been like to sit there and watch star wars without knowing anything about the empire and stuff like it just feels like a very uh it feels like a movie with a lot of unanswered questions that you had to like really take on faith you know oh, yeah to watch oh yeah you, you absolutely did and like my my wife um who uh she didn't see all of them um until 2017 we watched all of them before the last jedi um but uh she like the entire time with a new hope she was saying the same thing like i don't understand how this was such a big deal like it seems very it, it seems very boring like parts of it seem you know like and i mean like she she even said it she was like why why is obi-wan fencing with with vader like why are they fighting like that and i'm like well that's kind of how george lucas originally uh envisioned it and then it didn't really get changed until empire and then you know it just keeps going up and up and up until you know they're just flipping all over the place which doesn't bother me but bothers a lot of old school star wars fans for some reason um 
but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Like it, it had to be taken on faith and people just didn't, I, I mean, I wasn't alive then. I'm assuming that from what I've been told and everything, it was just people hadn't seen anything like that. It was like interesting and fun and it combines, you know, spaceships and lasers with chivalrous knights, except instead of metal swords, they have swords that can cut through, you know, steel doors or whatever. So yeah. Yeah, I can see. I can see what you're saying there. Yeah, I didn't. I did. So so, uh, I I gotta say, like, I watch a lot of bad movies or whatever, Mm -hmm. and I get a lot of. I love like bad writing and like uh, uh, actors (laughs) that are phoning it in, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And the lightsaber fights in a new hope were some of my favorite <laughs> because i think some of the actors was like oh my god it's so this is going to be a, like a laser and they just kind of stood there and like waved wait, it around wait, wait. so you you before you said that you didn't know that alec guinness the guy who played obi-wan like just hated that role like despised it i didn't know <laughs> that, <laughs> that is that awesome is- that's how you know it makes total sense now that because the way that he does a lightsaber fight was really <laughs> lackluster he just was really he was just kind of like waving it limply around that's great. like and that's yeah. what i would do though if somebody yeah was like act like you're sword fighting with this thing and then we're gonna put a laser on the end of it yeah, I would have been like, "What? Get get the fuck out of here!" Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he was like a uh, like a like a stage actor in Britain, like you know, like Globe Theater type shit. So you know, like he's an amazing actor, but he fucking hated Star Wars, hated it. Like, I didn't like him as much either. I didn't like. Oh, I don't like him at all i liked uh i liked uh other dude better as obi you yeah. and mcgregor better as obi-wan i thought he was fucking obi-wan was so cool in the uh prequels and then when i got the a new hope i was like oh, this obi-wan seems too goofy for me that Is also he- happened with yoda too oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's got well i mean obi-wan clearly has ptsd like like Luke Luke says, you know, like, well, you know, tell me about it. And like, he's just staring off into space. He's like, that was before the empire, before the dark times. You just see like every, like every, like awful thing and like scary or, or terrible thing that's ever happened to him flashing before his eyes. And Luke's like, uh, hello, hello, are you there? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, Obi-Wan is clearly like, man, I've seen some shit. I've seen some shit. He does have a goofier demeanor, though. In yeah, a new yeah. I felt. And then again, like in in, I respected Yoda. And then when Empire Strikes Back came back at the when he showed up in that, and he was like acting goofy and doddering at the beginning, and I was mm-hmm. almost ready to get really mad. And then it was like, <laughs> hey, he's fucking around with them. All right, I get it because I was just like. Fucking Yoda's tough. You know? Yeah. He's not a doddering old man. I was he's so not, like, <laughs> that is awesome. Like, because so many people, like, who saw it as kids hated Yoda in the prequels because, like, he's not like the stoic old master who, like, 
knows everything and has and is like a, a font of wisdom you know like he's I mean, like in the, in the first three movies, he's a you know he's like a war criminal that hops around with a with a lightsaber. Which I mean, that's kind of all the Jedi in the prequels. But you know, what are you going to do? Um, so it's it's interesting to hear you say the uh, the opposite of that. That's really that's really interesting. Yeah, I I thought I thought like uh, look, I, I was like the same guy wrote these two movies. You know, <laughs> what? Why the hell did he make him into like a Kermit the Frog type character? But you know, like I said, he clears. You do up know and then that, he- that the guy that voices him is the same guy that voiced Kermit the Frank Oz was the same guy. <laughs> it was the same guy. Sounds right. I mean, they sound yeah. kind of the same, but like, yeah, I I just sort of felt like like uh uh he was cool. And yeah, I, he was like a politician. He was like a calm, collected, like dude mm-hmm. in in those prequels. And and uh, I I was like I I enjoyed him throughout his his run. But then the mm-hmm. one I liked after A New Hope was uh, Return of the Jedi. I mm-hmm. I really liked that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say that I saw the Return of the Jedi in the theater when I was five. So like, mm. I don't remember any of. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I had I a uh, but, but I I love the Ewoks in that movie. I was like, God, these oh, yeah. Ewoks are great. You know, I yeah. did hate, I did hate the really long, job of the hut weird. <laughs> like show scene that he was doing like i was like what is yeah. this band this is too much for me <laughs> we're just cute as buttons that's i'm not even kidding like that that is that is one of the greatest descriptions of return of the jedi i've ever heard and, and not at all wrong not at all wrong well one of the weirder things too i heard that that scene was yeah I'm, they added to it they yeah, added heard, to it why I don't I have no understand idea. why anybody would like to sit and watch Jabba the Hutt like listen to a band that <laughs> plays the goofiest music in the world. And it wasn't like it was like a fucking music video length that that was going on. <laughs> that is awesome. So, so the most important question, do you know what they call that genre of music in Star Wars? <laughs> no idea. Oh, I figured God. jazz. Oh, so close! You are you are one letter off. No, it's not it what is, I think. I don't want to. I I want to guess jazz. Nope, <laughs> definitely canonically jizz. Jizz music. Can we go I, back in time and find out when jizz became come became known as jizz? Because George Lucas may have known that. I, I, I'm going to go look it up right now. I'm going to see when, when it was first called. Uh, <laughs> but also, it's entirely possible that, like, he would have no idea <laughs> that George Lucas would not have oh, the, yeah. uh, he would just know about yeah, Jazz and writing, think further. He's been writing movies for however many years were between. I'm looking at the years between them. And holy shit, I didn't know y'all waited that long for the prequels. There was, like, no way. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll say this: there was no way you were gonna like them. There was not even there was there was nothing in this world that you can do for that amount of time, unless. Well, no, actually, no. It's longer than that. I was gonna say Bad Boys, 
for life was really good and bad boys was like my star wars growing up so <laughs> but there, i i just feel like there's nothing i can't i can't imagine what he could have done with one two and three that would have made people happy there i think it was impossible oh yeah it absolutely was. Sorry, I'm just uh, I'm just uh, over here tabulating things uh, to find out uh, when Jizz came into the lexicon. It looks like the earliest entry on uh, Urban Dictionary is 2007, and it was first called Jizz Music in the novelization of Return of the Jedi from 1983. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean... Time. That was an accident. He did. I know it's yeah. earlier than that, the nineties. Oh yeah, uh, yeah because yeah, he says jizz. Yeah, he says jizz in an Adam Sandler, yeah. one of those famous Adam Sandler yeah. CDs. So we know that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But man, that scene is long. It you know, <laughs> it's so much longer than it needs it's, to be. It gets in the way of like the what, like the like. A, so the fight after it, though, right? Like that's a classic. <laughs> yeah, yes. the like springboard dive, and he pulls out the green lightsaber and all that. That that shit's awesome. Um, but yeah, the whole thing leading up to that is just. I, I mean, and, and I even I even like most of it, but yeah, it it takes a long ass time to get where it's going. <laughs> I also the thing I like about. Return of the Jedi is how much of a badass Luke Skywalker is in it. Like that's when he turns into a real bad motherfucker, which is why really the last Jedi is like my second favorite one. It, that scene at the end where fucking Luke walks out and every, like the whole army's lined up at him and they just shoot him with lasers. And then he steps out and then he like wipes off his shoulder so cool <laughs> like, that was yeah. so badass yeah i mean yeah it, it absolutely uh it absolutely was and i, I like yeah i i completely and, agree with you about luke i mean especially in return of the jedi like he's like so confident of everything and then yeah at the end he just gets electrocuted for like a solid minute while vader sits there and like hums cats in the cradle and tries to figure out what he's gonna do <laughs> yeah I, although uh, I I wonder because you guys watch watch them over this period of time, uh, and I found it to be satisfying. But I had wondered what people who were fans of it if they found the Vader ending satisfying. Because I, I feel like if I had only seen the three movies, that ending would not have been satisfying at all. Like, just I'd be pissed that like Luke Skywalker didn't make him beg for his life and then kill him, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, like I, we've talked about it on the show, um, a few times, but yeah, like redemption in star Wars is just like, you know, like it's just, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a concept that the more you think into it, the more like, yeah, this is like, this is a lot of hot bullshit and you just have to accept it for what it is. And, and move on. Um, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't know, Kelsey. I mean, I think, I think people kind of accepted it for what it was, but at the same time, like, you know, I think it came out in like 83. So, you know, people were, I guess, 
it was a different time. I don't that that doesn't well, seem thing, right. The thing I don't, that sounds right is we both got we neither of us like were watching the movies right as we were and not in the not weren't alive yet when the movies were like rolling out in the theaters for their first run. So we got yeah. to experience the first trilogy as a whole and then every other movie individually, which um, now basically everyone right gets to watch all of the movies in one fell swoop. But I think so. There's there's stuff out there people are like messy about uh, Vader, but most of the reaction that was like passed down and survived was like anger about the Ewoks and not so much like, Oh yeah, Vader had his redemptive moment. That's fine. Um, but one of the uh, things that's really yeah, interesting. A lot of right, people like, like the Ewoks. Sorry. They moved on. Yeah, sorry, Kelsey. No worries. They moved on. But like we get like the prequels come out so much later and then they graft on war crimes to his legacy, which is like, it's implied heavily, but we don't see him massacre the women and the children too um we like intuitively know it but we don't like see that and then it's a different thing to have that arc play out once you're like oh he just literally murders a ton of children a lot right he was good but but like for me his ending was like hey you know there was a time where anakin skywalker was a good dude that was trying to do all the right stuff and then an old guy mm-hmm. lied to him and mm-hmm. he, I mean, anybody would take the deal that, that the dude that Palpatine gives him. If I could bring people I love back to life, if I just come on your side and like, it just feels like to me, uh, it is a, it is a good, I guess it, it, it's cool that he treated it in a nuanced way. But had I not seen the prequels first, I would have been like, so Darth Vader just gets like a hero's death in the end after like everything he's done, you know? Yeah. There's no indication that there's good in him in the in A New Hope and uh, Empire Strikes Back, I feel. Yeah. I, I feel that he is shown as purely evil. And the movie thing to do a lot of times is to... Uh, you want to see him like him be like, please don't kill me. I'm afraid to die and then get killed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's catharsis because you're like, no, this is the worst person. Like, you know, this guy is, um, is literally like Mecca Hitler. Like, um, I mean, not literally, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but, but the way you're describing it is so interesting to me because, that's how that's how I see um, Revenge of the Sith too. Is it's this nuanced portrayal, and like Vader is he's he's or Anakin's like he's hanging on the edge of a knife, and like if he just decided to, um, if he just made like one decision slightly different, and he hadn't done this one thing or he said one thing differently, um it would have turned out completely different and he wouldn't have made the, like a self self-fulfilling prophecy with his dreams about uh, Padme. Um, but it's so interesting to hear you say that because like people who, who, you know, watched the original trilogy first, I mean, a lot of them really hate like the way Anakin is portrayed in revenge of the Sith, because it's like, it's like Kelsey was saying, like, 
the war crimes and like the evil shit is implied, but there's a big, big, big difference between like, yeah, blow up that planet. And you see this guy walk in and a bunch of kids are like, Hey, this guy's going to help us. And he's like, Nope, got this laser yeah. sword. Gonna fuck, gonna fuck you nine year olds up with it. Like, you know, like my, my wife was almost like, she was like, I, I can't like, it, it was very difficult for her to watch because like, I mean, you know, he's, killing kids like you know that's that's really fucked up um which is what you have to do to become like the most evil dude in the in yeah. the galaxy too yeah. like you gotta go ki- you're gonna kill a bunch of kids and and i felt like <laughs> you're right no you're absolutely right and like uh i it's funny to think that like people were like they should have shown them kill those kids and it's like it becomes like a totally different movie if a man walked into a room and slaughters a bunch of children with a lightsaber yeah, <laughs> yeah like it's, i don't think that's it's, a vibe yeah no that that's oh, jesus christ no like no, it didn't. It didn't need any more um, than the than the implication that little kid like stepping back. Um, oh, by the way, one of those kids is George Lucas's son. So uh, oh. you know, work out whatever uh, weird Freudian Freudian <laughs> nonsense goes into that, where you uh, stick your kid in a scene of your movie, and it's the scene where all the kids die. So, it, I mean, that was like that they needed because they had for two movies and and i also found mm-hmm. it gutsy that you know they took them three movies and they don't they only turned them into darth vader in like the last 15 minutes of episode three i thought it took a lot of guts to make it like that and i think that's why i like it a lot too it's mm-hmm. like i i don't know like it may Kelsey. return it, oh. it made the end of return of the jedi really cool and really good to watch like it like i've got a little emotional at the end when when him and darth vader like came to terms with each other and then he gave him a hero's funeral that is that's really interesting like i mean it really is like i've never i i've been like i've never thought about it like that it's very interesting um yeah I, Kelsey, I know you're not the you're not the biggest fan of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, like, well, the thing so is, like, is I think um, so. It's one of the ones where, like, I find um, I find the arc of the prequels really interesting, and I find like the execution pretty underwhelming. Um, I think that they do a really like, um, and there's like a lot that can be said, and there's like been uh, you know there's told decades of takes on this, but I think. Um, What's interesting, right, is that we see Anakin as someone who sees, like, the Republic is uh, deeply shitty, and I just want to take care of the people I love because I haven't been able to do that and being stymied at every turn. And that ultimately, like, gives you a really satisfying arc where he goes to horrific lengths and then his last act is an act of love to save his kid that he was so worried about dying. Um, Good arc, good stuff. I think they like the TV shows do a better job fleshing it out. Um, I think they're freed from a lot of the constraints of the direction and whatnot. But yeah, um, I mean, I think Sith is the best of the prequels, but I'm curious to see where the rest of the rankings fall. Oh, uh, well, so my next one would be uh, The Phantom Menace. I like I like that one because... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it was fun. It was my first yeah. experience with Star Wars. Uh, Jar Jar Binks didn't bother me at all. 
<laughs> I, you know, obviously from, you the, from the outside, you do see people you like, I know what people don't like about the star Wars movies, just out of like being alive. And that was also <laughs> part of the reason I watched them. Cause I was like, this is like a huge cultural thing that like, well, I might as well check it out while I have time to sit and watch a movie, you know? So, right. um, uh, I found Jar Jar Binks to just be there to be a silly character in a funny movie. I, I think I described him as like, uh, he's just a sidekick. He's just a funny sidekick there for humor. And, uh, this, right. the, the one I like after that is attack of the clones. Okay. And I need to ask this, were these movies written in a row? Cause I have this theory that like the Phantom Menace came out and that George Lucas saw how much people hated Jar Jar Binks. So he made him be the one that sells out the Republic <laughs> to the empire. Like, that's what I think. He was just like, look, I I'm sorry, y'all. I made this guy that everybody hates, but uh, look, he's a piece of shit now. <laughs> That I mean, is great. Basically, the I've, truth like, it was he had a larger part in the original script for episode two, and they cut it down drastically. <laughs> yeah. And have you ever, have you, since you uh, have been following this, have you heard of Darth Jorjar? No, I have not. So There's there. A it's a theory. I think it's a theory. I don't, I, I, there's some basis in fact for it. I don't know exactly what it is, but basically there's this theory that Luke, George Lucas was going to have Jar Jar Binks be the Sith behind everything the entire time. Like he pretends to be this bumbling idiot, you know, or whatever, but he just keeps doing things that like push Palpatine into power a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then like, he like, you know, uh, it was something like that. And I mean, like they're like, fucking pages about like this Darth Jar Jar theory. So it's just interesting to hear you say that, but yeah, I think they basically just cut his part down a lot. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was, I, 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 cause I watched professional wrestling and like, that's something that's written week by week by, uh, yeah. according to the reactions of the people that are watching it. Yeah. And I was, I was like wondering if some of these movies were maybe written thinking of the reaction of the last movie like in between or did yeah. did he just write one two and three and, and no, then he, like i'm making them no they they were written um they were written sequentially after the other uh came out and and i mean i think you're right like um all of all of the movies do that to a certain degree like um i mean you know empire drastically changes uh, you know, a lot of stuff about a new hope and then return of the Jedi kind of like tries to smooth all of that out a little bit, tries to, you know, put all of it into a narrative and, um, you know, and, and then when, uh, you know, the Phantom Menace came out, they obviously, uh, <laughs> they obviously changed, uh, you know, a pretty good amount about that. And then, uh, George Lucas saw the movie gladiator and, you know, there you go. So. Well, I just felt like Jar Jar Binks was like just a like he was a dude there so that kids will be like, ah, oh, look, he fell and he had buckets on his head now. 
like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like just no, that's exactly what guy. he's there for. And I don't get that, mad. That's about exactly that. what he's there for. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't get mad. It's not something that bothers me. Like I think these movies are rated PG, and yeah, like usually. They're, <laughs> they're for families, yeah, and to watch together. And and like they can't be made just like dark and gritty, and <laughs> all, like that's not like what Star Wars is. It, like oh. maybe those people are looking. Maybe the people that want it to go super gritty are looking for something else. It is, is you know, I, I don't thought. appreciate. I don't appreciate being insulted on my own podcast. Brian, <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No, um, I mean, like, I, I mean, everybody who listens to this show knows. Like, I want it to go as dark as fucking possible. Like. You know, my favorite story is like one of the darkest stories they've ever told. Empire is my favorite movie, you know, like whatever. But no, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. And I mean, like we've uh, I think we've tried to make the point before, like it, it can't it, it can't all be uh, it can't all be dark because, you know, at, on some level, these are all kids movies. I mean, they're PG or PG 13 or, you know, whatever they are, but I mean, they're, they're, you know, they, they tell, um, they, they tell, I guess like parables, you know, like, uh, try to situate, situate us as our, like our better selves or, you know, what we want to be because it's the triumph of good over evil. Um, well, even so, like yeah, in I the mean, bear, no, like, I, I was just going to say like, no, uh, Brian, what, what you were saying is absolutely right. Like, yeah, that, I mean, I don't like Jar Jar, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that I think what you're saying is is correct there, and I mean, obviously, the fans uh, took it way too far back, back when that happened. Yeah, so yeah, Sorry, and then even just in like that, no, no worries. In the bare bones of like how this got produced is that George Lucas essentially self financed Phantom Menace by selling the rights to the toys and the merchandise. Um, which is a wild that thing to be able to do. Um, but when you're making the first movie in 16 years in the franchise, you can do that. <laughs> the wipes in the prequels are like the funniest thing in the world. To me. <laughs> the, the screen wipes. Yeah. They made me laugh every single time it happened. <laughs> and another yeah. thing that happened with, my next is uh, Attack of the Clones. Another thing that happened with that is me and my partner, Brett, we do these mini series on our Patreon and we want to do a Hayden Christensen mini series because we're obsessed with him now. I, I, I <laughs> like, I mean, you know, by all means, let me invite myself on your show, but I would love to come on because I love talking about Hayden Christensen. Like he is so fascinating to me as an, as really an actor good in factory girl okay okay i remember that movie i did see that but i don't remember his role in that he's bob but, dylan basically or like not bob dylan but bob <laughs> dylan which is fascinating but like that's the only other thing i've seen him in i was like oh this isn't bad he's not a good he's not a very good actor no. <laughs> at all and i think it's weird how the fans of star wars because this is something i have looked into is uh i i've i've looked into like the the uh shit i'm sorry i forgot where i was at there i've looked into the reaction 
to something. Mm-hmm. I forget. I, I'm stoned, and I just forgot where I was there. Hey, me too. Uh, Hayden Christensen. The reaction to Hayden Christensen. Oh, 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 oh. People blame George Lucas for Hayden Christensen being like a dud. But the truth is, he is not charismatic at all. He is like a total... That's not George Lucas's fault. George Lucas can't make a man a good actor. I don't know why he... Like why he hired him, you know, because the guy, he is a blank slate. I've never seen anything like it in a, in a major movie before. Just, I've never seen somebody in a major movie with less charisma than Hayden Christensen, which makes me fascinated with him and want to see all of his movies now. He's, he's an, a very interesting uh he's a very interesting actor in in star wars because a lot of fans just just hate his acting and they hate his portrayal and everything like that and he's very wooden in attack of the clones i personally always have thought that is the writing all over attack of the clones um it's just something I've always had an issue with in Revenge of the Sith. I mean, famously between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, Hayden Christensen got um, acting lessons and he uh, did a lot of work with Ewan McGregor as well, um, which is one of the reasons that they kind of play so well off of each other in that movie. Um, and, you know, I think in Revenge of the Sith, he does a lot better job because he just gets to be like, angry or brooding all the time and like when he gets to be like screaming and everything like he's just like a ripped dude like screaming and like fighting with obi-wan you're like shit yeah that looks cool as hell um i mean but yeah he's you know he's a uh he's a very interesting um (laughs) very interesting person who like Pretty much every other actor in Star Wars got like a really shitty deal from Star Wars fans. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nobody that's like great. And I think Mark Hamill and uh, uh, Harrison Ford mm-hmm. and uh, Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. like they're they're obviously the best in in actors in all of these movies. Like, <laughs> I they're more mm-hmm. they're charismatic, and you love to see them together. Like I, yeah. I loved, I loved that team. And, and yeah. like, I thought they were so, I like when you can convey uh friendship like that yeah. and, and family, like that's, that's a, that's something that's really cool to me. And then, yeah. so my last two here, oh, yeah, no, I'm all, I'm down to my last one now. Oh no. Okay. I have two left. Uh, uh, Return of the Skywalker, Revenge of the Skywalker. <laughs> I don't even fucking remember the name now. I hated yeah. that movie. I thought yeah. it was ugly. I thought that movie was fucking ugly because it was like really dark and like and blue, very blue, blue. Yeah, yeah, and just not enough big battles and fights for me. Like I like I like yeah. the uh, battles in the prequels quite a bit. Like I thought they were yeah. really cool looking and this one, like there were battles, but it didn't feel like there was any heart in them at all. You know, like it was just kind of like, ah, oh, just fire your gun and then move along. And then my least favorite one yeah, is I the force awakens. Yeah, that 
so like I can't disagree with this list at all. Um, I don't like the Force Awakens um, very much. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like the Rise of Skywalker very much. So no, I'm I I, I really enjoy this list. It's uh, it's very good. So um, I was gonna say oh so yeah you, you mentioned the original trio and like Star Wars has been chasing that since 1983 they've been like trying to figure out how to get back get that back together and like you know they they're they're like looking for like a trio in the prequels you know like so it's kind of like obi-wan padme and anakin but at the same time the three of them aren't really all together that much like the trio was in uh the original trilogy and then the sequel trilogy like it's just it's a mess like with all the directors and everything moving around it's it's a mess obi-wan's also not allowed to be like cool and like people and like yeah. he like he's not allowed to like have emotions really in mm-hmm. the prequels so like you can't get like the prequels you can't get a group together in the prequels that are going to be like Luke, Leia, and Han Solo, which is yeah. mostly people who are allowed to have feelings, and Luke yeah. is like a very is going through like a major life transition to Jedi at this time, and like uh, Padme and Obi Wan, and if Qui Gon Jinn wouldn't have got killed, now I love that guy, so that yeah. was just something like he was a good charismatic dude but like there just wasn't an attempt to put a team together i felt in the prequels but then they tried to do it with the sequels and i found that it largely uh did not work for me at least that's yeah, but I, I i agree i i i agree with that like it's it felt it felt very uh very forced and like there were people who didn't like the last Jedi as much. Cause they were like, you know, that they weren't the, the trio wasn't together. And I was like, well, first of all, they weren't together in the force awakens either. And like, it, she's, I mean, like she's going to have to go off and have this journey. They can't all go to Jedi training together. You know, like it's, it's just, you know, it's just weird, like, for that to be the thing. But, no, you're absolutely right. Like, Star Wars has been searching for that since, you know, forever. Like, the, yeah, the Force just... Awakens also annoyed me because uh, I am done with... Look, I do, uh, I, I, I do an irony podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I, I am I'm firmly in that camp. And uh, mm-hmm. I know who I am and what I do. But like I am so sick of snark in every <laughs> single fucking Disney movie. Like every movie that comes out of there. And yeah. there is a joke in The Force Awakens about holding hands. Why do you keep holding my hand? And they tell they fucking tell the joke three times, which I like a basic thing of telling jokes is. You don't tell it three times in the same movie. It starts to make you sound <laughs> crazy. And uh, I found I found the writing in it to be really annoying. I felt like he was winking. I, I felt like they were winking at me through the whole movie, which is a Marvel thing. That happened with Thor Ragnarok, which is a movie that I enjoyed, but I think has, has hurt blockbuster movies since its release. 
Yeah, because Taika, Taika Waititi was actually good at doing the wink and nod thing, and there aren't a lot of people who can pull that off. That's that's at least my take on on that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, just, I, I don't... Yeah, it misses that it's a setting, right? Like that Star Wars whole thing, right? Is that you you go in with this like sincere universe of archetypes and to then make it like self-referential. Marvel had been enough that when you throw a Thor Ragnarok, it's like, okay, we know what we're doing. We're making it self-referential for this, but then everything's been stuck there. Yes. Yes. And and like also I didn't feel like they made them f- friends. Like in that first one, it like the the way that they got mm-hmm. them together was so not artfully done, right? Like it was like mm-hmm. uh, uh, how how Poe Dameron and uh, the stormtrooper guy always Finn, right? How they mm-hmm. met was like Finn just had like a, a his conscience got him. He decided to leave the the Empire. He got in a play like, and this is a timeline here. This is a, oh, we'll say this happened over two hours. Okay. He, <laughs> he, he, uh, he says, I'm going to save you. They get in a ship, they fly off and they go to a planet and, and the ship crashes. And then they're the best friends that have ever met each other in the history of the world. And it's like, that's you, you need to like earn me feeling like these guys have a real connection you know it's not just like all of a sudden it's like you're my best buddy ever and and that's the same thing that happens with finn and ray in that movie it's like they never met each other before and then they just meet each other and they're all all three of them are like we're a family now this is great and it's like that's you didn't earn that at all like han solo was a fucking total asshole to uh princess leia for the whole first movie and a half i think maybe for the first two movies he was a total pickup artist asshole to her and like yeah it was about until yeah about halfway through empire i'd say you're you're right on the money yeah and luke was kind of disgusted with with Han Solo too. Like he found mm-hmm. him to be kind of a disgusting guy. They didn't become friends until Return of the Jedi basically. Then it was like, okay, now we're we're buddies. And like this movie I think was saying like, okay, so uh th- it was written like this. It was written by saying, okay, so we're making a Star Wars. What do you need for a Star Wars? You need a team. Uh <laughs> And then they put them together and they're like, there's your team. You know, that was like what it was that, that they, they, they automatically assumed that you had seen all the other star Wars and that they could do shorthand with the building of the team and the relationships between the people on the team. And which is lazy. I think that's exactly what they did. (laughs) Like, I don't I don't know that there's anything to add to that. That's, uh, I think that's pretty much exactly what they did. You know, like JJ Abrams had like his things that he loved from the force awakens and he had that checklist and you know, that's, that's what he did. And well, it's also like, that's, it's that's one way to make a movie. Sorry, when, go ahead. No, sorry. It's when you put someone who, uh, 
J.J. Abrams is old enough that he had both gaps between movies where like he probably saw them in theaters and then had the gap and then saw it in theaters again and then the gap. And he's the person who was like there reading and like obsessing and figuring out like what what is there more in this universe and what you kind of need, like the mindset you kind of need if you're going to relaunch a new trilogy is you need someone who like saw the movies in theaters and didn't think about them after, but was like, yeah, that was pleasant. Because what works so yeah. well about the original trilogy is how it has a built universe in it, but it assumes you're cool just being thrown into this universe, spending a few hours there and leaving. Um, and that's not what happened. And it led to like the weirdest movies. Um, and there's a way to do right, like deep thinking about Star Wars. I think that's what makes Last Jedi sing um, as well as it does. But it's one of the weirdest moments that JJ's like, no, no, no. The thing is that people want the references. Yes. yes. He's, that he's is like exactly a, it. Yeah. It's like a person who like, you know, you're, you're like, everybody goes and sees Star Wars. You're like, yeah, that's really, that's really cool. And like, he just keeps, keeps making the reference, keeps making the reference. Like long after everybody like, gets over it you're like yeah that's cool but maybe they should add a new thing he's like no look the lightsaber so it's the same lightsaber you get it it's like oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> it, I, mystery box why? why yeah i just i found it i i i thought that movie was really soulless and uh i really was shocked because i was very excited going into the force awakens because i had heard very good things about it but I shouldn't known not to trust Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, which is, <laughs> I don't know why I always trust Rotten Tomatoes where it's like, cause they give everything an 80, everything that comes out of Disney gets at least an 80% right away. So there's no trusting it on Disney stuff, but I you mean, know, the Rise of Skywalker didn't, that shit got panned, but yeah, you're, you're right about pretty much everything. Yeah. Also, that movie is not as bad at like I it's one of my least favorite ones, but but that's because I feel like the sequels are pretty soulless movies. And uh, yeah. except for, you know, the one that I love that is like my second favorite Star Wars movie. But uh, I just think those movies are soulless and it's like, don't just don't make any more like, I mean, give it no. to a no, no, I, I need them. I need them to do the thing that I've been wanting them to do since we since I was like a little kid, which is go back in time and show me the thousands of Jedi fighting like the thousands of Sith, and that's what I need them to do. Like I'm like, look, we get out of this quarantine, we figure it out, and you guys just make this movie, and maybe civilization will last long enough for me to be able to see Knights of the Old Republic on film, which is what I wanted since I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean something like that would be very cool. I I think like I I think they could like make more. I wish they would give these movies to guys that aren't fans. I think yeah, you're yeah. you're spot on about like they keep handing these movies off to fan to like fans. Like the company doesn't already have their finger on the scale anyway. You could yeah. give Paul Verhoeven a Star Wars movie. And like you oh, can still wow. kind of you can you can still oh. be like it still has to has have these elements. You know what I mean? Like you could do something like that that would be I'm interesting. Just, I'm just imagining a Paul Verhoeven Star Wars and just my God. I'm getting excited. 
I am too. Like that would be amazing. No, I like we're we're all for like, I mean, like, I mean, my my personal thing is like I love Star Wars. Like, there's no way to separate it from nostalgia for me or anything like that. But at the same time, like, a lot of it is really goofy or silly or in some cases really stupid and contradictory or whatever. You just have to like, you have to laugh at the parts of it that that are you know, that are silly, like, because if you have like this living canon and you have this thing that keeps building on itself, it's inevitably going to have like contradictions and things like that. And there are inevitably going to be entries that you don't like. And you just have to like, and it, it, you know, if you still want to be a fan, like you just have to accept that and move on. And I mean, you know, you're, you're exactly right. Like, you know, they're just some Star Wars fans, you know, just, they get so attached to certain things in it and they can't, they can't, uh, they can't let go. Like, you know, they can't let go of the nostalgia or they can't let go of like, you know, why did they do X character wrong or, you know, something like that. And, and that, you know, you just got to trust that the regular people Mm -hmm. that are watching that haven't put as much work into it, which is the majority of people who watch the movies, will take the ride because that's the thing I, you know, professional wrestling commentators are like people who, who talk about professional wrestling a lot. Uh, they, uh, they talk so much about this fictional, uh, uh, casual fan that comes in and they see something and it turns them off forever and they never watch pro wrestling again. And everything is geared toward that casual fan and it doesn't make it 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 like doesn't make anybody happy at all because it's like the people that the people that are uh uh, invested in this want to be treated like they know what's going on in the story and uh i think for me you could make a movie where you give somebody somebody weird a weird director fucking quentin tarantino you could give quentin tarantino star wars and just let him make the goddamn movie and people would like it i think the star wars fans would like i mean obviously some would complain about it but i mean you cannot keep making these movies just like where it's like we're trying to make you know the hardcore's happy it's like the hardcore's going to see the goddamn movie you know <laughs> so <laughs> yeah they're going to come to the movie no matter what that's what i always think about wrestling it's like yeah the people that's how wrestling thinks about us right uh, about the fans is like they're the hardcore people are going to come no matter what we can give them anything they want and and i think maybe they should consider something like that and i do I do think the idea of giving somebody, which which that was something about old Hollywood that was sort of interesting, was that it was like a more cynical place. And uh, I think they should like start handing some of these movies to people who maybe don't have a lot of respect for for the source material (laughs) and see what happens. I have to say, I would be 100% on board for a Star Wars movie that Verhoeven took the source material as seriously as he took Starship Troopers. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and as faithfully. I think just seeing what people can do. And like the thing um, that they have, 
is they have a like canon timeline for the universe that is 25,000 years. You can throw something in there and just say, oh, yeah, this happened a long time ago, even longer ago than the other stuff. And then you just have your own Star Wars. It's weird that they've been milking like this 60-year stretch intensely to like make it all referential and a whole like not just universe, but like a serialized story when you could just say like, oh yeah, everyone knows like lightsabers and blasters and force stuff. We just said it a thousand years, 3000 years ago, whatever. I wonder if they do that because it's the, because the story's so overarching for the galaxy. But again, like you're totally right. Like they could make a, a movie. I mean, I know I I'm sure this is like not, I, I mean, they could make a movie that's not related to this story at all. And that is smaller, maybe. And mm-hmm. I think people would eat that up too. a smaller. I think they tried to do that, uh, but there's nowhere to go from blowing up planets, you know, and, and kind of <laughs> yeah. basically trying to tell the same story twice with the, the, the first movies and the sequels. And yeah. uh, I, I I think you're totally right. There's there's twenty five thousand fucking years where all kinds of things can happen, where people could and and we could we could see different parts of that same world, and that would be very nice. But you know, everything's got to be tied to something now. It's got to it be makes, an extended universe. It makes me so happy to to hear you say that because I just need to like get as many. Um, of the uh i guess the casual or or even new fans um together as possible and say look you could just move it to another side another part of the fucking timeline (laughs) just just let that happen and and then like and then we can all be happy you know like we can we can move you know we can move on and and enjoy this Uh, like they're so afraid of going outside of it and i mean like from a business standpoint i guess i understand like I mean, I understand it because you've always been relying on like the Skywalker idea, like at least in the movies, pretty much you've always been relying on that. Um, and so I, I get like from a business standpoint why they're fearful, but at the same time, you're absolutely right. Like they could like stick it like it doesn't matter how many thousands of years before, as long as it's got lightsabers in the force and blasters and, and spaceships like and, and John Williams esque music. That's fucking Star Wars. Like, you know, and I mean, it- like they could make movies that are a little odder if they did that too. You know, they could just be like, Oh yeah. Like they could make a crime movie if they Mm. wanted to with smugglers and shit. Like I think they attempted that with solo, but it doesn't have to be Han solo. You know what I mean? There are other criminals in space. They could make a horror movie, star Wars. They could like just do so many different types of things Mm-hmm. outside of this one story that I think could get people a lot more interested again. But the, all the movies that they're trying to do now, their whole goal is to look like the old movies. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. The uh luckily the Skywalker saga is over. They have 3 movies slotted, 3 untitled like unknown star wars movies slotted for december 2022 2024 and i think 2026 and the only one of those that we 
like even have like rumors or anything about is there is a um there was a buzzfeed news uh reported that they were in the process of writing a um a uh, a treatment for knights of the old republic which is something that we we talked about on this show a lot um and so like that's the only thing we know of or like according to reports and things like that that we think we know of that's coming up. So like, it looks like they're that's where they're going to go in the future. I mean, I certainly hope they do, but you know, so it, it looks like they're at least going to go to that different part in the timeline, which would necessarily move them away from the Skywalkers. And then hopefully we could, you know, see what other directors could do. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'd love to see it. I will see those in the theater. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, Brian, uh, I can't think of any other Star Wars related questions to ask you um, off the top of my head. Uh, who's your favorite character from from all of it? Who is my favorite character from all the movies? And and not being a silly. Uh, I mean, Anakin you, Skywalker. I don't care. You can answer whatever you want. I don't care. I I like Anakin Skywalker. Like I okay. I love. I I really 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 love that arc. I love the arc of that character. And like, uh, yeah. It, it, it I I just I think it's because I did the prequels first. But yeah, mm. he's he's totally and Qui Gon Jinn. I love that dude. He was badass. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, I guess con- I guess he's kind of controversial in the fan base, but I, I like I like Qui Gon. He's um, he's the only one of them that sees that sees what's going on around them. He's yeah. the only one that sees that that this, that something's not on the level here, and all the other Jedi are like, no, no, it's fine. It's it's, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Yeah, come on, man. It's uh, it, we're all just having a time here. We're yeah. everything's okay. These fucking these guys don't have these Sith don't have the fucking guts to do yep. anything. <laughs> what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Pretend like they don't exist and work with us for twenty years in our jobs, and then all of a sudden pop out of the wood. Oh my, <laughs> like, like. Yoda's Yoda's working with like the most evil guy in the universe for like twenty years. No clue, just just no fucking clue, man. Yeah, no, yeah, no, they're it, friends. They're friends. They go to the same dinner parties. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have any of the. He can't use any of that sense that he has. That like any of those Jedi senses. Uh, can I tell you what my favorite awesome? As a wrestling fan, we call him badass moves. Or yes. that's like a meme on wrestling Twitter. My favorite mm. uh, badass move in the Star Wars series is when Darth Vader chokes a guy through a video screen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like when they, yeah, when they, when they do stuff across the universe or like across, like when they're not in the same room as someone, like that's some of the coolest force stuff to me. Like Luke projecting himself, Vader choking people on, on like, yeah, across like, um ships or whatever and then like he in the Clone Wars, he was on yeah. a screen and luke yeah. was like or, or and darth vader was like oh he's so mad that was the other yeah. thing about those movies is like they just kill people like crazy in those movies they're just like yeah, yeah. this person's dead now we killed him you know darth vader would just darth vader killed so many people <laughs> in episode four i was so happy because again when you watch, there is no killing 
in a lot of the Marvel movies. They're not like killing yeah. people. The bad guys, they maybe blow something up and there's like an amorphous human toll to whatever had happened there. Yeah. But uh that the motherfucker Darth Vader was just like he killed people like for no reason. It was cool. <laughs> if if you if you like that um in the Clone Wars uh uh, the emperor before he's the emperor um palpatine uh chokes uh dooku like across the galaxy like from like <laughs> Coruscant to sereno he's like yeah no get you you're getting on my fucking nerves here and just like chokes the shit out of him like across the galaxy like that to me like when you when you step back and think about it you're like yeah that's pretty fucking cool like you have that much power you can just do it like across light years yeah no big deal I wish there was more Darth Maul too, which it looked like was going to happen in Solo. But well, oh, that guy was badass. <laughs> Again, well, like Darth Maul, uh, yeah, he's all over uh, seasons four and five of the Clone Wars, and then uh, two or three seasons of Rebels. He's yeah, he's all over that stuff, and yeah. Well, the guy that played him, I thought, was great, though. Like, he, he really carried yeah. himself great. Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, that, that fight in, in The Phantom Menace is just, is just ridiculous. It's, it's so interesting compared to all the fights in uh, the original trilogy that are, that are so much slower. And, and, you know, and then it's like, no, these guys are, these guys are, they're fighting all over the place. They're jumping all over <laughs> platforms and shit, so... Yeah. Well, Brian, um, yeah. Do you, thank you. Thank you for coming on and, uh, really appreciate it because it's, it's good to have, um, it's good to have opinions from, from new fans and, uh, yeah. And, and somebody to come in and be like, yeah, you guys are taking this a little too seriously. Uh, you know, maybe pull back a little bit. So, uh, well, I had to know, learn that. I, I gotta tell you, I had to learn that myself with wrestling. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like going online and feel like, who oh, fuck the WWE. That company sucks. They're never going to. And then it was like, well, maybe it's not for me then and yeah. stopped watching it and started watching more other stuff you know yeah yeah no you, you're exactly right but uh yeah tell us uh about your uh about your your shows your your podcasts well street fight radio is politics if you're if you're into political well if you're into political talk it's probably not for you it's a comedy show where we talk about what it's like to work and live in america and 2020 what it's like in capitalism what it's like uh uh to struggle and and we we relay some of our older stories and we have fans call in and tell their stories and it's it's a it's a fun show good energy it's not violent or anything we're funny and we try to have a good time and uh my other show that i'm recording in an hour is the pod cast spelled with a k and it is about new metal music I have to review Puddle of Mud Come Clean tonight after this show. Oh, it was bad. It was yeah, really that, bad. That was the hard oh. one. That's the first so, one where I was like, <laughs> So wait a minute. Does does Incubus count as new metal or, or no? We, we just did science last week. Last nice. month. We do it every month. So we just yeah. did science last month. It uh perfect album. That album's perfect. Yes. 
it's one of yeah. the only ones we've done yet that's perfect. And we've yeah, done. I'm not. Go ahead, sorry. We've done some pretty heavy hitters. Like the yeah. first three were Significant Other, the first Corn album, and uh, Deftones Around the Fur, which are widely ah. considered three of the best. And then yeah. we started letting fans vote on uh, <laughs> what we were what we were gonna do. And uh, then Puddle of Mud went viral last week, right as the poll went up, and I rigged <laughs> the poll because I was oh, mad because John, my co-host, uh, um, put P.O.D. in the poll two months before that and made me listen to Satellite by P.O.D. <laughs> there's no way they weren't going to win. It's called the P.O.D. cast. And I was mad that he made me listen to Satellite because I listened to these albums three times a day for like three days before. And uh, uh -huh. so I put Puddle of Mud in just as like if they win it'll be funny because john a canadian guy a guy from vancouver canada <laughs> will have to sit and listen to puddle of mud for a few days and now i'm suffering for my own <laughs> that's awesome that's great um yeah i was listening to new metal when i was like 16 and yeah whew, a lot of that was some real bad shit Oh, you might say, enjoy the show. What was that? <laughs> I'm, I might, I might, I, I might check it out. I, uh, I was big into it. Like I, um, I don't know. I never got like super into like the the like heavier metal stuff. That just like this is what my thing. But like, um, I fucking loved Hybrid Theory, and uh, I reviewed that too already. Oh God, I fucking love Hybrid Theory. I love that album. And, and oh, a couple you're not going to like my review very much then. Cause I, nah, said, it's fine. I actually, this is my review in a nutshell. Uh, it is a really great album for children. Hurtful. <laughs> Absolutely hurtful. That's awesome. No, no, it absolutely is. Like, it's like, it's just like angsty teenage bullshit. And I mean, I was like 16 or 17 when that album came out. Yeah. So yeah. That, yeah. Yep. That's what it is. All right, then. Well, uh, <laughs> well, uh, Brian, thank you so You're much welcome. for coming on the show. And uh, and no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, thank you know, thank you for um, providing us with a different uh, a different viewpoint on it because, like, this is a show where we're like deep diving uh, old lore, and uh, and it's nice to have a, a different view on those things. Oh, I have to say. Um, the episode three is absolutely the uh, the most new metal of the Star Wars. Movies. Oh yeah, well you know <laughs> again I like I like I think part of the reason I like uh, episode three is uh, I'll give it I'll give it real quick I'll, I'll be real quick here. Uh, I Danzig <laughs> sings Elvis just came out. This is this metal album and I love Danzig. I've been uh -huh. I love him. And I listen to the album, and he does not sound good in it, but he sounds happy and sounds like he's like living his, you know, he's doing a thing he always wanted to check off the old box, you know, and it made yeah. me feel good. And episode three felt like he was passionate about making that movie, and everybody was really excited to get it done and, and make it really good. And uh, probably missed more than they hit, but it was still, it was just awesome because it was like, I felt George Lucas in that movie. I really did. Like I can feel, I can, it, it's just everything I like in a movie. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything to add. That's a good ass, uh, a good ass review of a Star Wars movie right there. It's probably how, probably how we should all walk out of them. Um, you can find me uh, on uh, on Twitter I'm at Luke is amazing. Um, thank you so much, Kelsey. You are. I'm at Atherton KD on Twitter, um, and we are obviously Photor Pod wherever you find your podcasts and those things. Yes, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thank you, everyone. Uh, Thanks again, Brian, and may the force be with you.